Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. This is Meter and the Coach. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Second and final hour of Meter and the Coach. Great to have you with us as always on a Sunday morning. He's Tim Welsh. I'm John Mita Perel. And, you know, we mentioned last hour, very little college hockey talk, if any. And that's an error of omission on our part because college hockey is certainly gaining steam. It always has been very popular in the area. That needs no introduction, including Providence playing well, ranked 10th in the country. But figure, why not we talk college hockey with the expert in college hockey? Beam Pop, Bernie Corbett, the longtime radio voice of BU Hockey and also Sirius XM college hockey host. Good morning, Bernie. How are you? Good, good morning, John and Tim and the rest of the Eyewitness News team. Make it a good night. Um, i got to say, I've been on hold for so long. You guys, you, you're the early bird here. You, you, get, uh, you get after it. You make sure the guest is set up. I feel like I get tech support from New Delhi right now. I've been on hold for so long. But uh, it's great talking to you guys. I know you're not in New Delhi. I think you're much closer. You're in Rhode Island, the great ocean state, from the sound of it. And my other observation from being on hold is uh, your premium jewelers, I I was wondering what happened when he stopped kicking for the Dolphins. Yes, yes. Uh, long, long, It's a family tree with your premium jewelers, Bernie. Go buy a bracelet. But Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go prune that tree for the holidays. I think that's going to be part of my, uh, my, my, my holiday cheer. <laughs> as, as well it should be. But, Bernie, we appreciate you waking up with us. We know you're in Brooklyn. You had a big night in Brooklyn last night celebrating with some family friends. But – BU and BC, they're at the top of the college hockey rankings, BC1, BU2. Is that a surprise to you? Well, yeah, I, no, it's not a surprise, really. When you look at the prognostications that have come true, I think for both of the teams, uh, both were very highly regarded. You mentioned about the one and two, when, of course, you're referring to, as I say, the beauty contest polls. There were two polls for college hockey, the USCHO. U.S. College Hockey Online. I vote on the other one, which is the Rink Live USA Hockey Poll. Uh, but the all-important, I mean, you know, throw those out the window. I mean, it, it's it's great to, you know, fund and, and uh, speculation. But uh, college hockey, it's it's all number crunching. It's all math. And as Chevy Chase said, I was told there'd be no math when he played Gerald Ford. But the math, nonetheless, is the pairwise, the PWR. And uh, that's what you got to look at, guys, with college hockey. And then the pairwise, as we uh, get after it here today on our segment, uh, BU is number one in the all-important pairwise, as opposed to the all-important loss column. Uh, and BC is four. But most importantly, when you look at Hockey East, you've got Maine at three. You've got UMass at nine, Providence at 10, and UNH at 11. So 
uh, it really is shaping up to be one special season for Hockey East, considering the fact you've got six teams in the top 11 in that pairwise, because that pairwise is going to be the be-all and end-all to decide the teams that play in the NCAA tournament. So the proverbial, if the season ended today, you'd have six of the 16 teams in the field, guys, would be coming from Hockey East to play in the NCAA tournament, which is really amazing. I think that that's really the surprise as to just how deep Hockey East is, the, the, the quantity and the quality of Hockey East. As far as BU and BC being at the top, I don't think it's a surprise. BU is the, the burden of proof, is the number one team in the country coming into the season, which you never want to be. And everybody looked at BC's class. They brought in the first line from the national program. They brought in two elite defensemen, elite goaltender. And then they also had uh, the return of uh, Gauthier from last year, another first-rounder. So, as a matter of fact, you look at the World Junior Tournament right now. They just announced the roster. Uh, the tournament will begin in Sweden uh, just after Christmas. And there are no less than seven, I think the seven I just ma- named, <laughs> seven members of the BC team, which I think is mm. unprecedented to have seven teams in the World Junior Tournament from one school, which is which is incredible. Yeah, and that's testament to, you know, Greg Brown, who's uh, oh, tremendous. T- taken, over, taken over for Jerry York, who obviously a legend, a Hall of Famer, and Jerry York won three national championships. But as you know, Bernie, with the Jack Parker uh, parade of coaches and David Quinn's good friend with Tim Welsh, but how difficult it can be to, to, to find that, the right Tim. fit. Choose, choose your friends more carefully, Tim. I'm going to try to practice the same. Make that New Year's resolution, but continue. Sorry, there you, well, there you go. Well, Quinny, we're golfing buddies, so that's you know, I we don't talk hockey, just golf. That's right. Just keep it at that. You don't want to start talking four checks or penalty kills. <laughs> but 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 the job that Brown has done. Uh, in the early stages for BC, nothing short of amazing, right, right, Bernie? Oh, it, absolutely. And, and no surprise to me. I mean, you know, Greg, in addition to being as, as class and act as humanly possible, I, I mean, I have yep. great admiration and respect for Greg. But it's, I mean, it's all about, you know, what do they say? You know, Jimmy's and Joe's over the X's and the O's. And what he's done recruiting-wise is nothing short of amazing. I mean, to bring that whole first line in from the national team, I mean, I, you're talking right now. I don't have it in front of me, but I think you've got six, five or six first rounders on that BC team right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, uh, it, it's a it's a tremendous, just a boatload of talent. And uh, if you if you look down the green line to what BU is, is being able to put on the ice, the only thing that I can really equate it with is circa 1991 when. BC could throw out on the ice. They had the, the first line was Hines and Emma, who won the, the Hobie Baker. Speaking of the state of Rhode Island, good segue. Speaking of Quinny, Cranston, Rhode Island, David Emma, Hobie Baker. Uh, but they had the first line. They had Hines and Emma and McGinnis. And then they could throw Teddy Crowley and Greg Brown out defensively. So there's five guys that played in the NHL. And then BU that year, BU lost the national championship game, the triple overtime game in Northern Michigan that year. But on the other side for BU was Kachuk, uh, Amonte, and McEachern and LaChance and Ahola. So when BU and BC would line up for a face-off during that 90-91 season, you had 10 guys that played in the NHL and, and some that wow. played uh, rather well in the NHL and for a long time. So it's the only thing I can think of now is, you know, this is what happens when you, when you get older. I noticed I didn't say old. Is you, you look back and you can, uh, you know, draw analogies to uh, the past. And I think this is what we have. And with BU and BC, when they finally face off, last weekend in January 
um, you're going to have that type of talent uh, on the ice. I mean, just uh, it's it's just going to exponentially, I think, uh, uh, ratchet up the, uh, the 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 degree of intensity of the rivalry with, with what could be on the line this year. I mean, they they don't play until the end of January, which is probably a good thing because the teams will have their identity. I think will be firmly in place and then play three times in ten days. Are they going to play a weekend series? Circle your calendar, folks. The last weekend in January, and then they just happen because of the cycle meet in the first round of the bean pot on February 5th. So that's going to be pretty, uh, it's going to be pretty intense. And God knows they can see each other again in the hockey East tournament boys, or they could see each other in the NCAA tournament. I mean, I think that's uh, plausible, if not possible. Definitely. Well, Bernie, someone and I don't talk hockey with, but I talk coaching with, and <laughs> I, I regard as one of the best coaches in any sport in, in college is Nate Lehman. I really think the oh, world of him as a, as a coach, no as doubt. a person, and, and what he's done with that program, the consistency every year, every year, and uh, certainly has the chops to be an NHL coach, no doubt about it, in my opinion. But anyway, having said that, where does his program stand this year? What do you think of their team? They seem to be you know, a contender, as always. Uh, but where do they stand, and what do you like about his team this year? Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen them yet. We don't uh, play them head to head until the end of the year, but they stand nine five and two right now. Uh, they've had a very uh, grueling uh, run, not just in the league with their with their league matches, but uh, they've played Denver. They've played uh, some representative uh, opponents, uh, non conference, and uh, worked their way through that uh, successfully. And uh, I think they're a team that's absolutely a, a, a team that's dangerous, a team that uh, could compete. For hockey East and national honors, they're going to be an NCAA tournament team. I think no doubt they opened the season out at Michigan. They got a split. Uh, they had a big win over Denver uh, for non-conference. Uh, so, no, he's put them right back in position. I mean, they, they didn't make the NCAA tournament a year ago, which is an aberration for them for all the things that you articulated, Tim. I mean, he is as good a coach as any in college hockey and has been for now for a number of years going back to the national champion. I hate to go back to it, but, you know, it's a flashback to, to winning that national championship in Boston and coming back to beat BU in the third period in 2015. So there's no question that Providence is going to be a team that's uh, they're going to be right there in the mix and uh, a likely NCAA qualifier. So Nate's got them back, much as Greg Carvel, uh, after a little bit of a blip on the screen at UMass, has got UMass right back in the mix this year. I mean, the league is just absolutely a, a tremendously, tremendous, tremendously high level for hockey East currently. Well, what, and what about, uh, Bernie, what about BU? Obviously, we always kept an eye, close eye on them, knew Jack Parker well, and obviously know David Quinn, and they had their great successes, and David got to the national championship against Providence. And, you know, since he went to the NHL, it's going to be up and down a little bit, but it seems like it, they've settled in now and, and have the program back where they want it. Uh, what, what has been the backlog to that story in the last few years, and how has BU gotten back to the top? Well, you know, you start with Jay Pandolfo, and, and I think uh, Jay, absolutely the man for the job uh, as a disciple, very much a disciple of, of Jack Parker, his mentor, who he talks openly about what Jack has meant to him. Why wouldn't he? Uh, having played for Jack and uh, captain of the BU team, uh, probably the most tumultuous season that anybody could have been a captain. He was captain of the team, the 96 Terriers that uh, lost to Michigan in the, in the national tournament, uh, but in the national semifinal that year in Cincinnati. But, I mean, that wasn't the story. I mean, Jay's captaincy began with the Travis Roy tragedy uh, of his injury. Uh, and what Jay did that year 
to keep that team together. I look back on it. I, I get emotional just thinking about how Jay managed the situation that year to bring that team from the first 11 seconds of their season with what happened to bring them back and have them as a national contender again and to bring them back to the Final Four Frozen for that year. I think that was a, a, really a test of the medal of Jay Pandolfo, of who, what he's all about. And that translates now to Jay Pandolfo, the head coach. I think he's completely at home now. This is his second season as head coach at BU. And uh, what he has done uh, in be, being able to take, the, take control of this program, the identity of this program, I think very much uh, in the image of his mentor, Jack Parker, I see the similarities to how Jay handles things, his accountability of himself as a coach, and that, how that translates to his, to his team. And uh, when you couple that with, uh, I think, a, a tremendous coaching staff with Joe Pereira and, and Kim Brantfold and, and Doug Friedman, uh, what Joe Pereira has done as the top recruiter, Joe was captain of the BU team back in 20, uh, 2011, and uh, Joe was returning back, you know, kind of, uh, you know, full circle, coming home to BU after uh, working with Mike Cavanaugh as Mike Cavanaugh's top assistant at UConn, well-documented as to Joe Pereira's ability as a recruiter. And the talent that's come in, the influx of talent to this program that's come in and will be coming in <laughs> over the next several years, if anybody's out there follows the college hockey recruiting stuff that I can't talk about, but take a look uh, with some of the commitments that BU has now for future uh, considerations. Um, I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon. I think BU is back and it's going to remain at a very high level. And the excitement level about the team this year, guys, I mean, you know, once again, well-documented. Uh, Macklin Celebrini, he's the youngest player in college hockey. He's 17 years old, and uh, he is the prospective number one overall pick next June in the NHL draft. And he has played up to that uh, under the pressure that goes along with being 17 and playing in college hockey. And you got to remember, when you're playing college hockey at 17, I mean, the rules are the rules, and I'm not going to question them, but you can routinely line up on a face-off with somebody that's 24, <laughs> which is kind of an interesting <laughs> dynamic, to say the least. And uh, he's managed it. He's handled it. He's played at a tremendously, uh, tremendously high level uh, through the course of this season so far. And that and a lot of other reasons to get excited about the BU team. I mean, you know, go from Macklin Celebrini to Lane Hudson, who will be playing on that World Junior team, World Junior stage. Montreal Canadiens draft pick and anybody that's watched BU play, or I urge you to watch BU play, you're going to notice number 20 with BU very quickly. Uh, Lane Hudson from his defense position, you might as well call him rover position where he can just control the game from there. I mean, he is just, uh, he, he's just a joy to watch. I try to describe him. I'm failing miserably. That's not good as a play-by-play guy with some of the, the magic that he weaves out there, but that's just two guys on a BU team. That's got tremendous depth and uh, really, finish the first semester on a very high note, uh, sweep, sweep and Merrimack that final weekend and uh, really began to, I think, find their identity and their comfort level as to who they are and how they can be successful. So very excited about the BU team. Well, as the longtime voice of BU hockey, Bernie, you've seen no shortage of stars uh, playing in that uh, Walter Brown arena and now the Aganis arena. Uh, think back to Charlie McAvoy, even of recent vintage, uh, speaking of great defensemen, uh, but uh, one thing that I've noticed, you know, as a college hockey casual fan is some outliers like Arizona State. This just in, Arizona State plays hockey. They are heavily financed. They have a beautiful new arena, uh, and they've got Tempe ablaze with college hockey fans now. 
No doubt. It, it, it is a phenomenon and uh, one that uh, has uh, raised the profile rather quickly there, John. Uh, I've had the, uh, the privilege of, of traveling out there twice with BU. Uh, we were out there just after the first of the year last year for a two-game series. We'd gone out there uh, during uh, Quinney's uh, regime uh, back, I think it was 2017, that we were out there for the first time. And it, it is pretty amazing. I mean, you know, me, it's just great to, you know, go be able to run in a pair of shorts uh, in January. I kind of like that, you know, as opposed to having six layers of clothing on in Duluth or or, or uh, Grand Forks uh, or Houghton, Michigan on a college hockey road trip. But, I mean, the uh, they, have, they have very, very uh, much in support of, having a great college hockey team, getting the building, the Mullet Arena, which is the home of the Coyotes right now, too. It's an NHL building right now, small yeah. NHL building, I might add, uh, which is which is a rather uh, strange twist. But the facilities are first class, the campus, the environment. I mean, you get a kid, you're recruiting a kid there. There's a lot of advantages when he goes on a recruiting trip, especially in the middle of the winter if he goes and visits Tempe. Holy cow, I don't have to paint a picture for you guys. Uh, it's, uh, it's It's pretty special. And uh, they have competed, uh, and I mean competed, at a very high level as an independent. Uh, Greg Powers, tremendous job as head coach. He came over from the club side when they went Division One, and uh, has warmed to the task there. He's brought Albie O'Connell, former Boston University head coach now, as his top assistant. He's his associate head coach and top recruiter. They're going to be moving into a league next year. I know they're very excited. They're going to be in the NCHC which is the league that houses North Dakota and Denver, et cetera, Colorado College, the teams that are in that league, Duluth. Uh, great success with, the, with that league in recent vintage. So they're going to actually have a home and a league and won't have to play as an independent. That said, they have qualified for the NCAA tournament. It's a tough road, but they've qualified as a college hockey independent and may qualify again this year. They're going to finish up very strong uh, from all indications with the team that, that they've been putting on the ice every night. So uh, it's great to see the game grow, and it's great to see the game grow with uh, some uh, power five uh, teams that have uh, been able to uh, take up the sport and, and do it with great poise and aplomb. Yeah, no, it's, it's college hockey has certainly uh, come on here in the last decade. It was popular, but now it's even popular than ever, I think. Uh, but let's get to important things, Bernie, before we let you go. You just had a week in Las Vegas, and Tim, <laughs> he got to see you two at the new Dolan center which is the probably one of the nicest concert venues in the world if not the nicest concert venue in the world Seventeen thousand seats and bernie was in the mosh pit he was singing with bono and was it did it live up to expectations bernie i uh, it it it, cer- it certainly did it was it was fabulous to use one of jack parker's favorite words why wouldn't i after hanging around with him for 40 years my second father He's given me the same number of compliments that my real father gave me, which was zero to this to the date, if you're scoring at home. But uh, it was absolutely an, ex- an experience. The Sphere, uh, it's the eighth wonder of the world for, as a concert venue, folks, I can tell you. Just totally unique experience. The special effects, everything that was going on above and around, surrounding the stage with the U2 music front and center. I'm a huge U2 fan. I, I'm not going to say I saw him at the Paradise in 1980. I'm not going to say that, but I did see him at the Orpheum in 1982 and haven't missed him. I've got all the music. I've collected everything. I've seen him on every tour for 40 years. But to see them in that venue the other night was just fabulous. What an experience. The NHL draft is going to be at the Sphere. I, God, that's going to be quite a show. Wow. But, it's, but it's an amphitheater effect with the stage. I was down, as you said, the mosh pit. Because at this stage of rock and roll, 
the the mosh pit is is not quite the same. I mean, there's no jostling. Everybody's very polite because everybody's old, you know, which is to my advantage being in pretty good shape at this age and still being a runner that I got myself in a really good spot to, uh, to, to be able to view the show. And, of course, I was wearing, as I do to every U2 show for the last 30 years, I had my Irish uh, World Cup, 1994 World Cup national team soccer jersey on, which uh, Bono did point me out uh, backstage uh, one very special evening. I had my Bono moment in Foxborough. I almost melted like a 14-year-old girl at Suffolk Downs for the Beatles in 1964. Uh, but uh, that's another story. But anyway, no, it was a great, uh, great uh, excursion to Vegas to see you two at the Sphere. And, uh, of course, the night before, I got to see Jack Eichel and uh, saw Jack Eichel. So the, the, uh, the trip was, you know, purpose of your trip, if I was at the border with customs, was Eichel and Bono and uh, mission accomplished. And also, speaking of Rhode Island, I got a chance to spend time and stay with my good friend Dave Gosher, uh, voice of the, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, their TV voice. Uh, and uh, Tom Karen was also out there on the, on the same I I was about, I was going to say I was half asleep when I got on the plane Tuesday, but that wouldn't be accurate. I was 75% asleep when I got on the plane Tuesday morning. And I got the, hey, Bernie, and I look over, it's Tom Karen. I said, Tom, what, what brings you to Vegas? He says, going to see Eichel tonight, Bono tomorrow? I said, same here. So it's great. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was great, uh, great, great trip. And, uh, you know, just another page. And when I finally do that memoir, guys, I think it might be page 78, so you don't have to read that one. So. Get it in the remainder. Get it when it's in the remainder bin. Well, you know, Bernie, you're on fire money. this morning. You 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 bring in Yamamoto heat, Bernie, at eight twenty six. Step stepping back and hitting threes, and you know, once again, I mean, you did reveal I'm in Brooklyn at my friend Pete Fornatel, the the legendary voice handicapper, and uh, I always tell Pete that if I do go on that multi-state crime spree, I probably will hide here until they drag me out. So, just don't. I'm not going to give you the address. Well, I, I hate to say it's just a matter of time. We're not going to go there, Bernie. But you know, no, 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 uh... no. You've, you've you've known me long enough that uh, you 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 probably could make that observation, that leap of faith. But I appreciate you not making it, especially on a no. Sunday morning. I've been, I haven't been to mass yet, so. No, uh, uh, like Charles Corral, Bernie, take the road less traveled on a Sunday morning. <laughs> That's right, like Charles Corral. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, it but, is an NFL but, but Sunday. But thank you for your time. You made us laugh, and that's uh, clearly a bonus as well. Enjoy your time in Brooklyn, and uh, go watch some more Happy Days episodes. Absolutely. I'll be with Fonzie and Waukesha, and, you know, to uh, quote the Abbott brothers, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, take me in. They already did. And my only other observation, you mentioned about the rise of college hockey. Just, you know, brace yourself for a number. 33% of the National Hockey League now – has a background in NCAA hockey, which is pretty darn amazing when you consider how things have happened over the last several decades to have a third of the NHL taking the college hockey route. I think that really speaks volumes about where the sport is at right now, and it is at a very high and robust uh, level of competition. Yeah, and, and you can hear more of this. When, when's your Sirius XM show, Bernie? Yeah, it was just actually, you guys interrupted it. I was listening to it. No, um, it's uh, Hockey on Campus, which is sponsored by Al Cacino. Uh, which is uh, Al Cacino, my friend's uh, product, Howie Spike Beverages. Al Cacino, coffee is the new buzz. Uh, they're the presenting sponsor. Hockey on Campus is heard on Sirius XM NHL Radio 91, and it's heard Saturday morning at 9 and Sunday morning at 7, and uh, also at uh, Check Your Local Listings is also now on College Sports Radio 84. So uh, it's on two, not one, but two Sirius XM stations 
You can find my show. I know the other guy from BU, Howard Stern, has a whole network on Sirius. I only have a show. I know I'm really failing miserably. But uh, it's great to be on not one but two stations. College Sports Radio picked this up a while ago in addition to the NHL radio. So, yeah, show's in its 15th season. Very proud of hockey on campus and particularly proud now that we have not Al Pacino but Al Cacino to uh, spice up your coffee and give you that uh, nice cappuccino or that, uh, uh, you know, that little, uh, you, little buzz when you need it. You, you know what? Radio 101, always thank the sponsor. Bernie, have a great Sunday. In, enjoy Tommy Cutlets. We didn't get into your Giants fandom, but I'll, I'll mention to Tim that there's no bigger Giants fan than Bernie Corbett. Have fun, Bernie. Absolutely, guys. God bless. And as I remind everybody, keep your head up crossing the blue line, boys. <laughs> All right. You too, Bernie. Thanks a lot. Bernie Corbett with us on Meeting on the Coach. That's energy, Tim. That's, that's bringing some heat. Oh, there's no doubt. He came early and early and often, but uh, he could do a little stand up as well on the side if he'd yes. like. Yes, yes. I'd uh, take that into attendance. I'd attend. But yes. uh, yeah, some good hockey talk. Good for you. Uh, hey, why not, man? You know, we covered our bases last week with Ray Bork. Now we cover the college hockey ranks with Bernie. We're gonna take a timeout. Devo, you're up next with an update on meter the coach. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 